Well, we're going to continue to hear from God through his word now. And today's preaching passage comes from the book of 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15, starting in verse 50. Listen to the word of the Lord. I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. This is God's word. Well, thank you very much, Pastor Eric, for reading out that passage. And let me encourage you to go ahead and keep the Bible open to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And then we'll be looking uh, this morning from verse 50 through to verse 58. We are living in unusual times. These are days which none of us could have predicted even uh, just a few months ago. Here I am on Easter Sunday morning, the great high point of the Christian faith, uh, preaching uh, to an auditorium uh, where there are many empty uh, seats and this is an unusual, an unusual moment, not something that we could have predicted, as I say, even just a few months ago. Uh, many of us, of course, are aware uh, not only of what is going on in the news, um, but perhaps even nowadays of personal suffering taking place. We may be aware of people that uh, are sick or will have uh, family members or friends or colleagues who are serving on the front lines as nurses and medical professionals. We live in unusual times. And the great question, this is uh, the, the theme of the sermon this morning, how do we make sense of it all? What is going on? What does God think about this? How do we make sense of it all? Well, Paul, in the passage we're looking at this morning, is uh, helping us to do that. And not just with COVID-19, uh, but with the, the mystery behind the mystery. With the real revelation of what life itself and death itself 
is all about. He's writing this uh, letter uh, to uh, a church in Corinth uh, that was having various uh, difficulties and problems and challenges. And as he comes towards the end of this letter, he's coming to the pinnacle challenge they had, the pinnacle of the Christian faith, the resurrection. And many of them were doubting it and unsure whether they could believe it. They thought like many people in our world today think that the idea of the resurrection is absurd. How could it be true? And yet, Paul teaches the tomb is empty and Jesus is risen. And now as he comes to his great pinnacle of his message, the peroration of his teaching, the culmination and climax of his rhetoric, he says, I declare to you a mystery. We love mysteries, don't we? Uh, We uh, watch TV shows that have a, a mystery to them. And then there is the reveal. And all is made clear. Wow, that's what it was about. And here is a mystery. And then victory. And that's the structure of the sermon this morning. Mystery. And then victory. First of all, uh, mystery. Uh, Paul says, uh, behold, verse 51. I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. What does he mean by mystery? It's been a key word throughout this book of First Corinthians. And it's a key theme for life itself. Uh, perhaps uh, you are asking questions about how you make sense of it all. How do you make sense of COVID-19? There's a mystery to it, but there's a mystery to... To life itself. Why are we here? Only one life. It, it goes so quickly. What's your life really about? What's my, what's my life truly about? Why these few score years and then the grave? What's the purpose for life? Who am I when I take off the mask and look in the mirror and seek to find the true essence of my personality, that, that too is a mystery. Why do I do the things that I do not want to do, and the things that I do do, I do not do? The mystery of moral conviction, not always meeting moral action that we all face, Christian or not. We have our ideals, and then we have our reality. It's a mystery. Why, why, why don't I do what I, I think is right? Why do I do what I, what I know is not right? It's a mystery. This, this life, only one life, goes so quickly. The mystery of life and death, the mystery of the moral conviction, the moral action, the gap there is between the two that we all experience. The law, as Paul talks about it. The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. The moral code in the Bible, in our own hearts, that we do not meet. There's this gap. Why? Why do I do the things that I do not want to do and the things that I do do, I do not do? It's a mystery. 
Why do I have this sense of beauty? The sunrise, the clear mountain air, a beautiful horizon, a beautiful lake early in the morning fishing. Sunset, a beautiful piece of art, speaks something of transcendence. My life seems to mean so much, and yet only one life. It's over so quickly. It's a mystery. Not to mention the mystery of suffering. As we saw on Good Friday, Jesus on the cross bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds we are healed. The mystery of, of suffering that Jesus in his own suffering took in himself all the pain, all the bloodshed, all the evil, my sins, your sins, when he died on the cross taking in himself the very wrath of God out of love for you. The suffering he bore. And yet many of us find it such a mystery. This very day is the anniversary of the time when the soldiers at the end of the Second World War, walked into a concentration camp and found there countless thousands of bodies dying and decaying and other concentration camp victims, haggard and thin and on the verge of death, this suffering. This suffering on Hart Island in New York with the bodies piled up as they, as they, as they die. Nameless victims. He himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. This mystery of suffering that he took in himself and yet that we suffer, that you suffer. And yet Paul says, this mystery, this mystery that the Old Testament scriptures have themselves wrestled with. Where, O oh death, is your victory? Where, O oh death, is your sting? Death is swallowed up in victory. This mystery that the Old Testament scriptures themselves struggled with. When will the promises of God be fulfilled? The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those living in the shadow of death, a light has dawned. This mystery. And now it is revealed. I wonder whether you are wondering how to make sense of it all. I wonder whether you're uh, sitting there watching me on your computer screen, your TV screen. You're thinking, you know, I'm not very religious, but I, I sure know my life is meant more for more than this. I feel it in myself that I'm not just a, a bundle of DNA and genetic, genetic makeup. and I'm more than simply appetite for food and sex and 
I'm more than that. I'm made for something more than that. And you have this itch at the back of your brain and the, this, this wandering at the center of your heart. And this mystery that since time immemorial, people have wrestled with. The great Roman poet Horace, carpe diem, seize the present, trust not even tomorrow, for it's going to go quick. Seize the day. Only one life. And it's gone. It's mystery. How do you make sense of it all? Yeah, right now with COVID-19, it comes to immense concentrated force, this question of how to make sense of it all. But always, throughout all human history, Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Old time is a-flying. That sweet smile on that flower. Tomorrow, it'll be dying. (laughs) What is the purpose of your life? Why are you here? This mystery. And on Resurrection Sunday, that mystery, there's the great reveal. The empty tomb. Death is swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your sting? Where, O death, is your victory? Thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 57. So there is this mystery. But Paul is saying, the Apostle Paul, that because of what he saw, because of what over 500 other people saw, he now can have the big reveal. Mystery. But there's now victory. Victory over death and sin. The moral gap between our conviction and our actions, between our desires and our performance, the the mystery of what our life is for, the death and suffering that Christ took himself on the cross in his blood he shed for us that we might go free and forgiven. Now that tomb is empty. It's victory. You say, well, how do I know whether that's true? Paul, earlier in this chapter, gives us the reasons why we can know that it is true. Not based upon experimental science, but based upon historical fact. That the empty tomb, Paul is saying, is a historical fact. It's not simply a matter of wish, desire. It's an event, the Bible teaches, that took place. And that you can know that event is a historical fact for sure. Not as a matter of wish fulfillment, but definite and certain as a historical fact based upon the facts of 
history that over 500 saw the risen Lord Jesus and that Paul himself saw the risen Lord Jesus. All history is based upon eyewitness evidence and the manuscripts that declare and describe that eyewitness evidence. And the empty tomb and the risen Lord Jesus, it's not a fact of experimental science, but it's a fact of historical reality. It took place. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. The tomb is empty. He's alive. It's a historical fact. This victory you can know for sure. It's not a matter of wish fulfillment. The mystery that we have all struggled with throughout human history, throughout the history of your own life, sin and suffering and death, only one life, and that is gone. This mystery, but now there's victory based upon a historical fact. He died and then rose again. And they saw it. And we have the evidence of that resurrection. You say, well, that's a historical fact. It doesn't, it doesn't connect with me. It doesn't, I, I can't feel it. I, 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 yeah, okay, so there are eyewitnesses, eyewitnesses that would convict Jesus of having risen again from the dead in any human law court, over 500 eyewitnesses. That, that's, that's, that's enough for any human law court. Yeah, I, I get that, but I don't sense it. I don't feel it. Do you notice how Paul makes this transition from mystery to victory? What he says in uh, verse 57, he says, but thanks be to God who gives, not who gave, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. The Christian claim is not he was risen. The Christian claim is he is risen Not he was alive. Not he did come back to life. But he is alive. And therefore, the victory that is on offer this morning, the mystery solved by this victory of Jesus' resurrection from the dead is not simply a matter of historical fact that you can say, yeah, that took place. It's a matter of present experience that you, my dear friend, this very morning can receive him, can meet him as surely as those early eyewitnesses did. He gives, not just he gave, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. By his spirit, he is here. And all the world in its suffering right now. That he himself bore on the cross. Declaring it is finished. And then rose again. With the empty tomb. You may now experience that. That victory. That one day. The perishable. 
will clothe itself with the imperishable. The mortal will clothe itself with immortality. And not just Jesus' death, but your death will be defeated. And one day, because Jesus rose again, you who this morning give your life to him, you too will rise again. And your body will be like his body. And you'll rise with an immortal body. And death will be swallowed up in victory. And you can know him now. And you can make sense of it all now. And you can have that victory now. And it can change how you live. Now. You notice what Paul says? Thanks be to God who gives us the victory, mystery and then victory because of his resurrection. We too will rise again from the dead and we can experience that resurrection power this morning by his spirit in our lives, in our hearts as we're changed. But therefore, verse 58, therefore my beloved brothers, my loved brothers and sisters, my friends, therefore friends, because of this reality of the victory of Jesus won for us at the empty tomb because of the resurrection of our bodies to come in the future because of our trust in him who rose from the dead therefore we will rise from the dead because in him we can have that victory by his work by his spirit right now he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ because of all that therefore there's a way of living victoriously now see Easter Sunday Resurrection Sunday is not just about an empty tomb. It's not just about the fact that when you die, you go to heaven. It is a totally transformed life that is now set on that new trajectory now. If you'll receive him. Therefore, my dear friends, verse 58, be steadfast Immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain, living in victory now. Paul uses these short, punchy action points at the end to describe how to live in this victorious way he says be steadfast the the word there has the sense of seated you know when when you when you've solved the mystery of life when you know what really your life is meant to be about you're no longer rushing hither and thither chasing around the the hamster wheel working harder and harder and going nowhere Trying to get more money for what? Who are you saving it up for? It's gonna, it's gonna, it's just, when you're dead, you don't have it. It just hamster all round and round and round and round. Meaningless. Meaningless. It's all meaningless, says the teacher from the Old Testament, Ecclesiastes, reflecting this mystery that we've all experienced. What is my life about? Only one life. And then it's gone. But when you have solved the mystery, 
Now you can be steadfast. Be still and know that he is God. And your life is in his hands. And whether you're watching in a small apartment in New York, looking outside and wondering whether an ambulance is going to take you home this afternoon, whether you're watching in a a small room in a retirement center, wondering whether anyone cares about you because now you're on the wrong side of 80, whether you are 10 years old and you're trying to get your mind around what on earth is going on in this world that seems so secure and, and, and normal now is strange, whatever that is, somewhere in between those extremes, you can be steadfast. You can stand in your faith in Jesus. You can know that right now, for such a time as this, he has chosen you for this moment. And you can stick with your faith. Stick with your Lord Jesus. Be steadfast. Because you've solved the mystery. You have the victory. And then he says, immovable. (laughs) Sometimes it can be a, a struggle just to stay at home. We want to rush around and do things and solve the problems. But right now, you've just got to be immovable and be patient and wait and trust and believe that there is a purpose. And you know there is because he solved the mystery. Because he who died, bearing the sufferings of the world, rose again. And Paul, who saw the resurrected Lord Jesus, has declared to you the mystery. He's done the big reveal that the resurrected body of the Lord Jesus means for those who have trusted in him that their bodies too will be raised from the dead and therefore they have his spirit within him and therefore be steadfast, be immovable. Not rushing around hither and there all over the place. Driving, driving, driving with no sense of what your life is about. Now you know what your life is about. And now you have something to do. He says, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Knowing that in the Lord, that is in Jesus. Trusting in Jesus. For Jesus. Your labor, your work is not in vain. Here's the amazing thing. All the wasted effort, all the obituaries you read of people who have died, who seem to do so much and now they're dead, only one life goes so quickly. But when this mystery is revealed and now you have the victory, only one life, the still small voice, Gently pleaded with me to make a better choice. My selfish ambitions to leave. And to his holy will to cleave. Only one life. It will soon be past.
Only that which is done for Christ will last. Business professional. Make as much as you can. Save as much as you can. Give as much as you can. Only one life will soon be passed. Only that which is done for Christ will last. Parent. The hand that rocks the cradle rules the world. Your investment in that child, that is the world-changing impact that you can have. Only one life will soon be passed. That which is done for Christ, only that will last. Teacher. Educate through Google Classrooms that you might elevate the vision of your students to a life that counts for all eternity. Only one life till soon be passed. Only that which is done for Christ will last. Missionaries, spend and be spent. In the work of the Lord. Only one life will soon be passed. Only that which is done for Christ will last. Evangelists. Follow the advice of D.L. Moody. Make a covenant to tell someone about Jesus. Every single day. Only one life. Till soon be passed. Only that which is done for Christ. Will last. Leaders, follow the master's master principle. Serve. Serve. Only one life. It will soon be passed. Only that which is done for Christ will last. Shepherds of the church. Shepherd the church that is given to you as a responsibility, knowing that you too will have to give an account to the chief shepherd. Only one life. It will soon be passed. Only that which is done for Christ will last. Oh, give your life to Jesus. The mystery has been revealed. What your life is about, what you were made for. He died and bore all the sin and suffering of this world. He gasped for breath on that cross, asphyxiating in pain for those who are asphyxiating in pain. He gave his blood for you. And he rose again, and he lives, and he's risen, and the mystery is solved, and you may have victory. One day, the mortal will clothe itself in mortality. The perishable will clothe itself with that which is imperishable. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be all changed, verse 52, in a moment, In the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, that trumpet, 
is the trumpet of victory. In Old Testament times, the trumpet was sounded to go into battle. And then when there had been victory, the trumpet was sounded. It's the trumpet of victory. And with that final victory in mind, therefore, he gives present tense us the victory. Therefore, immovable, steadfast, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Living with joy and peace. Even at home. Only one life. It will soon be past. Only that which is done for Christ will last. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ.